With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded Hello? live. Hi, Jackie. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm well. Finally, finally we meet again. Yes, and officially for an interview this time. <laughs> I know. Uh, so thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Oh, no, thank you. I was uh, actually pretty bummed last week when I um, emailed Lori. I said, um, just to kind of, kind of give you a background on myself, besides doing you know the radio show and uh, today's Christian Entertainment, I drive a school bus during the daytime as my full-time job. Oh, and cool. Normally I'm, That's awesome. No, yeah, normally I'm off this part of the day, but yesterday I picked up a an extra route, and I found out last week, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that just happened to fall on the day that I had you scheduled. So I told Lori, I said, uh, is there any way we can reschedule for another day? And she's like, I think I only have Jackie on Tuesday. So I wasn't sure if that would work, but I'm glad that we were able to make it work. I'm so glad to. Thank you so much. No problem. Well, what we're going to do, um, I already talked to Macy McLean on Monday. So what we're going to do with this is this is not going to be live on the radio. This is actually pre-recorded, and it will air on One Jam Nation Radio Saturday at 1 o'clock. So we're actually going to combine the interviews. I'm going to play hers first, and then I'm going to play uh, the interview I'm doing with you now. Um, kind of like a special edition show that features not only the music of I'm Not Ashamed, but um, interviews with you and Macy. So I'm excited to be able cool. to share this. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. Uh, real quick question before we start. In you play Mrs. Diaz in the film. Did you get a chance to? Is, is did you get a chance to talk to the real Mrs. Diaz when you were preparing for the role? Because I did ask that question, and I want to make sure that. Okay, I, I did not. I did not get a chance to meet her. But what I did is I went through and looked at all her interviews, um, stuff like behind, you know, when the story okay. broke and stuff that they had links, so I could just study her and figure out, just learn her, if you will. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I just want to make sure I worded that question right. Okay. So what yeah, we'll no do is when we start the interview, um, we'll have just played uh, the title track from the soundtrack by Abigail Duhon. Um, I'm not ashamed. And we're going to go right into the interview. And this interview will air Saturday. So when I mentioned that the film came out yesterday, it's actually that's, okay. that's why I say that. And no you work in radio, so I'm sure you do pre you do pre recordings and have to kind of pretend that it's a different oh, yeah. notes today. Yeah, I, I used to. I I don't do that. I I did it for six years, and I um not doing it right now. But yes. Yeah, I we actually um I didn't go to Nashville for the GMAs, but uh, my friend and co-founder of TCE and the lady who runs the station, Jennifer Alden, they actually went to the screening for uh, the red carpet screening in Nashville last week, um, which yeah. we were at. And they visited uh, Doug Griffin in the studio the following day. And actually, uh, Doug was telling, telling them about that you had co-hosted the show with him for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. So go ahead and get started. 
My recording started here. All right. <clears throat> that was Abigail Duhon with the title track from the new film, I'm Not Ashamed. Such a great song, and that song is now playing regularly here on One Jam Nation Radio. Well, we continue our special edition interview series featuring the film, I'm Not Ashamed. And my next guest is someone who's not a stranger in the world of Christian music, having won the GMA Dev Award for Female Vocalist of the Year in consecutive years in 1999 and 2000. She's now made her way into film and is also a former co-host from the Fish FM in Nashville, Tennessee. We'd like to welcome the one, the only, Jackie Velasquez. Jackie, welcome to King Builder. How are you doing today? I'm well. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. We appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Oh, well, Jackie, thanks for you guys. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Well, Jackie, you have been long, uh, you've been long known as an amazing singer, but you have not released music uh, in probably about four years now, instead recently focusing on film. And you have about a half dozen uh, features and films that you've done so far, and your most recent one, in my opinion, is one of the best movies I've seen in a very long time. And the film is called I'm Not Ashamed, which just hit theaters yesterday. And the film centers around the journals of Rachel Scott, who was the first victim in the horrible Columbine shooting in April 1999. And in the film, you play Rachel's drama teacher, Mrs. Diaz. Can you tell us about what drew you to wanting to do this film? Well, what happened was I got a text message from a friend of mine who said, hey, there's a new movie they're working on. They would really love for you to look at the script. I said, sure, send me the script. So I got the script. It was just the first draft, and in the first draft alone, I was like, yes, I want to be a part of this. What, 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 what are you all thinking? And so they said, well, we'd love you to play Mrs. Diaz, who is her drama teacher, who is like basically her support and her, she encourages Macy. Um, not Macy, well, Rachel. Um, and the true story, she encourages Rachel, believes that Rachel is going to change the world. Um, and in the film, it's, it's just done so well, and the story is just so moving. And it's an interesting film because, you know, when you watch something that is a true story, even though you know what the ending is, this particular film, you it almost makes you hope and think maybe there will be a, a different ending. Does that make sense, like an alt ending? Like it, it's not going to happen the same way that it really happened? Um, for me, that's what it, that's how it felt like when I was watching it. Well, and, and you know, I... I feel the exact same way. I was actually, you know, when I heard, when I first heard about the film and saw the trailer, I was like, you know, this looks like an amazing film, but knowing what happened to Rachel and the others at Columbine, I was really wondering how director Brian Bow would pull it off without people leaving the theater depressed afterwards. And, I know. you know, then I, well, then I thought back to his directorial debut with uh, the film to save a life, which deals with issues from bullying in high school. And I was like, okay, well, can he pull it off again with I'm Not Ashamed? And I really think he did. Um, you know, speaking of Brian, what was it like working with Brian in this film and the other actors and actresses that were a part of it? Oh, man, Brian was such an awesome director. There's, there's a fine line for me personally with working with directors. Some directors are so intense, and it's almost like it's, it's a little bit uh, nerve-wracking as an actress. Um, but some directors are so easygoing that you don't know if you're accomplishing what they have envisioned. Brian was the perfect in-between balance of both. He would direct without 
making uh, me as an actress feel like anxious or, you know, nervous. Um, he was great to work with. Love his family. Um, his wife and his kids came over at one point during the filming um, to my house, and we did a little play date. And just great people. Working with Macy, who plays Rachel Scott, um, the way that I was able to kind of fall into the part of Mrs. Diaz was I really wanted to get to know Macy as a person so that that, that feeling of support and encouragement and wanting and belief in her could come through on the film. And so she was just an awesome person to work with. She did a fantastic job. And then Sadie Robertson, the Robertson kids, they were just uh, such I was really impressed to see what everybody brought to the table. I really am proud. I'm proud of this film. Well, I actually spoke with Macy McLean, who plays Rachel in the film, as you mentioned, and she said that although that she had done acting before, playing a real-life person pose is more difficult than if you were doing one that was fictitious. And, you know, you and I had spoken uh, yesterday briefly about uh, the role that Rachel's real-life mom, Beth Nemo, had in filming the movie. Can you tell us a little bit about that relationship and how she inspired you with this with this character? Well, I got to meet her um, when we were on the set. And I have to say, as a parent, I have two kids, a seven-year-old and eight-year-old. Her courage and her ability to tell the story of Rachel, I mean, just letting the story come out the way it is. I mean, imagine losing your child and not being mad at God. She wants to see um, Rachel's ministry fulfilled and what Rachel truly believed, that she wanted to change the world. Um, and I just think it takes a lot of courage for a parent to be able to watch this whole event that happened to your child, to see it on screen, and to let the world see it as well. It takes a lot. And to not be mad at God, but love God even more. Well, and I remember when this actually happened, um, and, you know, Jackie, you and I are about the same age, and I mentioned earlier in our broadcast of my personal reaction to the events of April 20th, 1999. You know, thinking back, do you remember where you were and what you were doing when the Columbine shooting happened? I was in Seattle, Washington, playing a show, and it was during a different time where, remember, you know, in 99, the Internet was not like it is now. You know, people didn't have Apple Watches. They didn't have pop-ups on their iPhones. Um, you, you, you had to dial, use dial-up internet. That was the only option. And so the only way you knew what was going on in the world was by watching the news. So um, I didn't learn about it until later in the day. And I, when somebody said something, I thought they were kidding. And so I went into the bus and turned on the, turned on the TV, and I saw what was happening and saw everybody, every channel was carrying it. And I was like, wow, this is huge. Because especially at that time, this kind of mass massacre and tragedy, that was just never heard of. It hadn't happened in our lifetime. Well, and it was crazy because I remember going to the office at my school. I was a senior in high school at the time, and I went to the office uh, to get some. I don't remember what it was, but the teachers and the administrators in our office were gathered on the TV in the front office, and I was like, you know, what's going on here? I walk up and there's like this look of horror on these people's faces. And I look at the TV and I look across the the little um, the little caption at the bottom. It says mass shooting at Colorado High School. And I later found out later that day the same thing. I'm like, this is crazy. I mean, this these the two shooters were seniors like me, like I was. And I'm like, yeah, this could have yeah. happened anywhere. 
It could have happened anywhere. I was 19 years old. A year prior, that could have definitely been, been me in high school. And you go to high school, you wake up in the morning, you go, you don't expect that to happen. Never. Well, it's, and, you know, just going back to, you know, just the film itself, it's it, it's interesting to see how they were able to turn such a tragic story into something so inspirational that, you know, even 17 years later, you know, Rachel's story is still inspiring people in their faith. And, you know, just, I remember watching the film and my reaction to, you know, after watching the film was much like it was when I saw the stuff unfold live on TV, I cried. I'm like, you know, this is, this is amazing that you guys were able to take such a tragic event and turn it into a film that I know is going to inspire and bring hope to people. And if, if anything, it will also bring awareness that, you know, April 20th, 1999 changed the landscape of high schools everywhere in this country. And I think that things have definitely been a lot different since then. But these kind of things, this film's a great reminder that, you know, we live in a fallen world. We live in a world that, sure do. that these things happen. And how we deal with it and how we move on from these things is the most important thing. And I really thought that you guys did a great job in, you know, portraying this film. And it's just, I, I really hope that people take the time to go see it because it's a film that that they need to see. Even if you know the story of Columbine, even if you know what happened. Yeah, you've got to see the movie. It's, it, yeah. It'll touch your heart. It'll move you. And if you believe in God, it'll push you that, to that extra, that next step, that extra level of, yes, with faith, faced with adversity, faced with complete fear, all that, what are you going to say? Are you going to be ashamed? Are you going to pretend that you don't believe in Jesus in those situations? No, we cannot be ashamed. We have to proclaim what we believe. Jesus is alive. He is real. And I just, and then for people that don't believe in God, I'm just thinking this is the perfect, perfect um, opportunity to take them to get them into a movie theater, to watch a movie like this, the true story. People, everybody knows about it. But to, to get them to question a little bit of what they believe, to wonder, to ask the questions, to ask the right questions, it'll get them thinking. It'll touch their heart without a doubt. Well, I noticed, you know, there's, there's one scene early on in the movie where, where a young Rachel traces her hand on the back of a dresser and she writes the mm-hmm. words that she wants to inspire mm-hmm. uh, the hearts of millions of people one day. And that's, you know, Rachel's story has done that. And, you know, like you said, this is a movie that we need that we need to go see. And, you know, people that are going to see this movie this weekend, when the ending credits roll, what's the most important thing that you personally want moviegoers to take away from the film? I guess the most important thing is to feel and sense hope. To challenge us to love each other in a bigger and better way. Um, to to not ever be scared, to be proud that you love God, to be proud that you love Jesus. And no matter what it takes, no matter what is lost, you don't lose anything when you love God and you love big and you love strong. Amen. Well, Jackie, thank you so much again for joining us today. We greatly appreciate you taking the time to talk with us about the new film. Well, thank you so much for taking the time, and thank you for your support on this film. And really, I just, the people 
supporting this film means more opportunity for more inspirational films, faith-based films, films that you can take your whole family to. And that support is really valuable, and especially Rachel Scott. Her story needs to be heard. Well, I'm Not Ashamed is in theaters now, so be sure to make plans to see it this weekend. For more information on the film, you can go to www.imnotashamedfilm.com where you can view the trailer, information about the crew, and whether it's playing in a city near you. On behalf of Jackie, thank you so much for listening in today. And remember to put Christ first in your lives and everything else will fall into place. God bless you. And that's where we'll actually end the interview portion. And um, cool. I just, I'm glad how this thing worked out because I was, like I said, I was disappointed when I had to work yesterday. And then when you called, I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't get that message. And I'm like, at first I saw your number on the phone. I'm like, I, I didn't recognize it because it was a 615 number. And I right. said, who's calling me from Nashville? <laughs> and when you picked up, I'm like, oh my goodness. I guess she, oh. I guess they didn't relate that to her, but I'm really glad that we were able to work it out and, um, turn this into like kind of a, a two-person interview. I really, I, yeah, I am too. Yeah, and we were actually, when uh, years ago when I first started this ministry with Kingdom Builder, I actually interviewed uh, several cast members on the same call for To Save a Life. So this isn't the first film that we've worked with, uh, you know, with Brian Bow. We had them all on the phone, Randy Wayne, all of them that were involved with that film. So um I'm I'm glad that we're getting to work with him because he's a he's a great director. I love his films and this was I, I'm serious and I'm not just saying this because I'm talking to you because you're in the movie, but mm-hmm. I like this movie was awesome. Uh, yeah. I, see, I see a lot of movies. I see especially a lot of faith based movies, and some of them can come across a little cheesy and yeah. But this I one know. this one was different. Having known the story behind this, knowing how that story ended, I'm I'm like you know I want to sit down and watch this and you know just let it speak to me. So. I know. It, it that's, was great. That's and, awesome. Yeah. Well, well, we appreciate I, you. And, no, thank you. I really appreciate I appreciate your opinions on the film because I just, I understand like that whole, you know, I, I, I have done, I have been a part of a lot of, you know, faith-based films. And some can come across a little cheesy. And I just am so glad that that, that was, that that didn't happen with this one. And it's just. Well, two of the films that you've done, not only this one, but the rumors of wars was actually a really good movie. I think I, I interviewed you a couple of years ago for that movie. And that was, I thought that was a very well done film. Um, even it was. better than the, like the left behind movie that it kind of, kind of was like, you know, similar to, but I, I thought it was a much better movie. And I was really disappointed that it didn't get more attention than it did. Cause I'm, I'm good friends with Michael Joyner who, you know, played the bad guy in the film. So yeah. um, him and I had the conversation, like, you wish that film would have gotten out there more. But I'm so glad that this film is because, you know, this is this is something I think people need to see. And I I really miss hearing you in Christian music. And my, my wife, I told my wife I was talking to you today, and she's like, oh, my gosh, I love On My Knees. That's, like, my favorite song. You're actually <laughs> talking to her. I said, yeah, I said, I love that song, too. And um, I said, you know what I really miss? I did my show a couple weeks ago, and one of the songs I had was um, the cover of Higher Love that Salvador did, and I said, I really miss Salvador, too. I said, you know, I I wish that, you know, you know what I wish? I really wish that you and Nick would actually get together and do a duet album, because I think that would be amazing, having you and him sing together. You guys are a tremendous talent. And oh, music. Thank you. That would be awesome to hear the two of you guys sing together. That would be cool. Well, so, I guess then then the, that's good news because we're I'm working on a, a an English record and a Spanish record, and my husband's going to guest quite a bit on on both of them. 
So those are going to come out in March. So I hope you like them when they come out. Awesome. So you're you're coming back with some new music. That's cool. I'm glad to hear that. I am. I've, I've, I am. I've missed hearing you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, you know, um, I don't I don't I don't know how well to do. Um, I mean, I just know my main thing is just staying true to what God has called us to do, Nick right. and I, and and I and I'm and I still, but I love making movies too. I just finished two more, and um, I think you're going to really like the one in Stranger Company. Um, okay. It's we just finished it. Um, my, actually, Nick and I are going to be scoring it as well. Oh, okay. So it's it's a dramedy, and it's it's all about loyalty. The film is about loyalty, and it's really cool. The actors are not cheesy at all. It's Jesse Metcalf plays the villain. Oh, okay. You know, the, yeah. you know that guy. God's not dead too. Uh, is he in that one? Yeah, I think he. I, I want to say he was the he was the one that played opposite of. Um, oh my gosh, the, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, I think she. I think he played an attorney in that film. Okay. I have to double check well, to make sure, but I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he's he was in John Tucker Must Die in the mainstream movies, but. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, that guy. Um. So he's yeah. in it, and um, it's a it's a dramedy though. So it's a comedy slash drama. So it's. It's fun. I think you'll probably like that one. Well, awesome. Well, um, one more thing. I needed to, and I, I forgot to send Lori this because this was kind of put together at the last minute, but um, the radio station that we do, I try to put liners on there. So what I was going to ask you, if you can say on this call, um, hey, this is Jackie Velasquez, and you're tuned into One Jam Nation Radio. So I can okay. put that on our station. Hi, this is Jackie Velasquez, and you're tuned in to One Jam Nation. Okay, One Jam Nation Radio, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, One Jam Nation Radio. Hi, this is Jackie Velasquez, and you're tuned in to One Jam Nation Radio. Awesome, thank you so much. Well, Jackie, it's been no a pleasure, and um, what's, I, I'm assuming you're on Twitter, so once once we get the interview up and stuff, um, we're going to play yeah. it during our show Saturday, but we'll actually upload... Uh, both your interview and Macy's interview separate, like on iTunes on our channel on there, so you can listen to it. So uh, cool. feel free oh, to tag it if you feel led to. Of well, thanks so I much will. for making this happen. And uh, uh, if you ever need anything from us, I mean, you have my number, so if you ever need anything from <laughs> know, me, yeah. you know, just uh, reach out to me. And uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. Awesome. Thank you so much again for everything. I'll tell your wife I said hello. I will. Thanks, Jack. You have a good okay. day. Thanks. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.